Would you like to strengthen your marriage, encourage your children, and grow your family relationships? Join author and international evangelist Sammy Tippett as he ignites the flame in your heart for your family. We've been talking about husband and wife relationships, and and we've been talking about especially communication and how vitally important communication is. And we want to continue that discussion uh, as to how to communicate effectively. And, you know, the Bible says, uh, when it begins to talk about the husband and wife relationship in Ephesians chapter 5, submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of Christ and the reverence of Christ. So that word submitting yourself, a lot of times that's a word that people don't like, but the Bible says it. It says to submit yourself. So what does that mean? And for me, I've come to a definition of what submission means. It means respecting with a spirit of humility at its root. So we respect one another with a spirit of humility. And, and, and when we have that respect for one another and, and it's rooted in humility, then that enables communication and enables us to be able to communicate with one another. So l- let's talk about communication and respecting and what that means and to, to you and, and how do you do that? How do you develop that spirit of respect for one another and, 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 and develop that spirit of humility? I think, um, as I mentioned in a previous session, I think uh, respect has to be earned. Um, and I think sometimes, as we talked about with the different love languages, we're projecting what we want, what we respect in someone else onto our spouse, but they may have a different value system of how to earn that respect. And for example, just your wife, uh, your wife may be someone who really needs someone to, to listen to them, have an attentive ear, um, to empathize and not really say much, not try to fix a problem whenever they're sharing with you their heart. And that's what they respect. Whereas you may have a husband who comes from maybe a more not no nonsense background and just kind of says what it, what, what it is and is plain and, and, and forward and straightforward and, and how he speaks and um, and that's what he respects because he's you know you're just telling the truth and so are you is. talking about us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking at y'all for any reason, but I'm just free doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> but I, I do think that you've got to learn to appreciate and value each other the way that they respect and try to meet them what you're talking about in the middle. And that's I think true respect is born out of that. Whenever you do meet in the middle, and not try to get your wife to just do it your way or, or she to get you to do it her way. Um, and then, then the respect will start to happen. With one I think another. also just focusing on each other's strengths instead of weaknesses. Um, I think if you're naturally somebody who sees a glass half empty instead of um, half full, you tend to focus on the weaknesses and want to change and make make them a certain way. And so I think for people like me, that is more of a challenge to, to continually be focusing on the strengths and remembering that that's what you want him to be doing. So you're uh, meaning to do that as well, and that will help build mutual respect. You know, I one of the <laughs> chief complaints I hear from uh, couples when you talk about respect is that one person will say, well, my spouse is always trying to play the Holy Spirit, <laughs> <laughs> trying to say, I, you know, I'm going to make this person like Jesus. And and of course, uh, that's an impossible task, especially mm-hmm. for text, <laughs> you know, because I got a long, long way to go. But uh, humility then plays a, a, a real mm-hmm. great role in that. And, and, and again, it, we keep coming back to this thing of humility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think for, to be able to communicate, um, 
it, it's it's a humble spirit, having that humble spirit. And I, and I see that in you. Uh, I mean, you have, um, for me, that that spirit of humility is is has been there. And sometimes I get convicted because I feel, oh man, you know, I, you know, I I see how I I'm not like that. But so tell me, what what causes you to develop that kind of humble spirit, or how do you? I'm not trying to say you're Miss Humble, but, uh, uh, you know, I mean, well, you, you have to be with me. We, we uh, married, know. and so that, that's one thing about, uh, it's like an eggshell. When an eggshell has come, it's been broken, you put it together, it's the pieces uh, complement one another. You put it back together. And uh, and I think all of our lives, like Kelly was saying, there's brokenness in all of our lives and places, and yet uh, we have our strengths and we have our weaknesses, and that brings us together. And I think, but... Uh, one of the things that I have appreciated most about you is that you are so open. And so you do challenge me in that area to be more open. And um, and it's been a blessing in my life. And at times, though, um, I think whenever the, sometimes the strength is, the, you're so strong that um, I think, whoa, you know, and it caused me to pray. So I think it, it points me back to Jesus. You know? And, you know, one of the things that, and this is all communication, and this is what we're talking about, mm-hmm. is my voice. And, you know, Braden, uh, <laughs> who is uh, y'all's uh, youngest, youngest <laughs> is in some ways like me. I identify with Braden because my voice naturally is loud. It's louder than I hear myself. And so sometimes I'm speaking louder and people think I'm, I'm being more than, and in me, I'm not that way, but, but it feels that way. And you've been able to, and this is what I talk about humility. You, you have watched me and you've kind of learned me and realized, Hey, this, he's not meaning that the way it's coming out. Mm -hmm. And, and you've been able to discern that. And to me, that's, Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but it's just, I I know it's a God thing. I know that it's something God's done in your heart because, only God could do that. What What about you guys? What are something that you see in each other that that uh, just has blessed you or helped you to develop that, like you said, you earn respect and to develop that respect? I think when I, I look at Dave, um, I really respect the way that he values people who are different than him. Um, he can see differences in people, and instead of being afraid of them, if, uh, pushing them away, he learns from them and it's not trying to get them to change to be like him or to change their mind. He just really genuinely cares. And I think it has a lot to do with traveling. Um, growing up, he traveled so much and he was around people who had different religions, different beliefs and, uh, customs and food even. And, and it never, it doesn't scare him to be around that. And so I do really value the way he can make someone feel comfortable just, um, because he accepts them. There's no judgment there. And he's really good at learning from people who are different than him. And I think uh, for me, I mean, there's a couple things, but the the top of the list would be um, Kelly has that self-sacrificial servant's heart that that Christ has, and she lives it every day. And so, you know, um, you can say things, but your actions speak louder than words. And uh, every day she does selfless things that is really the glue to our family. And it's thankless so many times, especially from her kids and me too. Um (laughs) Uh, but it's thankless, and she just keeps doing it out of that genuine, deep love she has for each one of us because she knows it'll make our family better. It'll make our family operate the way it's supposed to operate. And uh, and just 
get part B real quick is the, what I mentioned earlier, just her heart for others. Um, that ties into humility too, especially those who uh, don't have a voice, the voice, the voiceless, those who are being bullied, those um, who just haven't been given much in life. She's, she wants to walk alongside them and help them get to a point where they can thrive um, and, and, and how God's made them to be. And so I really appreciate that. One of the things, and, and even just discussing this, and this is communication w- that we're talking about, is that, uh, and you brought this out, Kelly, that just recognizing the strength mm. and the other person's strength and, and how helpful that is and, and just even verbalizing that. And I am, I am really, one of my great weaknesses is verbalizing what I see. I, I see, I appreciate, but I need to verbalize it more the strengths in, in other people. And uh, and that's something that Tex has done. And so one of the things that will help with our communication is if we start communicating with each other those strengths, just like we've done here, those strengths that we see in one another and that that building that respect and that that keeps us rooted in that spirit of humility by, by seeing what the scripture says, esteeming others higher than yourself and seeing their strengths and and recognizing that that can be really, really helpful. So submitting yourselves to one another in the reverence and the fear of Christ, that uh, when you you look at each other and you respect one another and and your heart is rooted in a spirit of humility, that's what the scripture says that uh, we can do that will help us, I believe, to communicate with one another. How would you respond to a life-threatening medical diagnosis? What if you were threatened by terrorists? How would you handle it if you were told you cannot speak about your faith? You'll be inspired by Sammy Tippett's story, written by best-selling author Jerry B. Jenkins. When you read Unashamed, a memoir of dangerous faith, you will have enrolled in a most unusual school where you were taken from the valley of despair to breathtaking mountaintops. Get your copy today at sammytippett.org or amazon.com. We've been talking about the husband and wife relationship and how important communication is. Uh, God shows and demonstrates his love for us that he communicated that love through sending Jesus to, to come to this earth and to live and show us that great and mighty love. And so communication is at the very center and the key of God's love for us. And any good relationship, uh, whether it's in business, whether it's in family, Whatever it might be in the church, there's got to be good communication. When the communication breaks down, the relationship breaks down. And so we want to continue talking and really focus on communication. And, and, and I want us to be really practical in, in, in this time of visiting about communication and, and just talk about what, what enables communication. What's one thing? Text us, you and I. So what, what's one thing that enables good communication? I think ongoing communication enables that. If there's blocks, sometimes if we don't, like every day we try to spend some time together and just share what our day's been like and the good, the bad, the ugly, just things that have gone on. And um, So time to me would be one that was really important. And, and even at night, uh, one thing that we've done over the years is uh, whenever we go to bed at night, we hold hands and we pray for our families, for our grandkids, for people that we know. And, and I think even that form of communication, just holding hands and praying together, that's a form of communication that's been real special. 
over the years. Yeah, because we're taking the things that that are close to our hearts and and we're bringing them to the Lord, and that that enables it. You you said something that for me I think is is really important and been to me one of the best things, and that is that we've taken time over the years. Um, one of the things that has helped us more than anything else is take time. It was, there was a time when we used to walk together. That time has passed. <laughs> but we used to walk together, and during those times, we would talk. Now we, we, uh, as people can see, I'm not walking a meeting. So we, <laughs> so we go out and we eat together, and, and but we just get away. Sometimes, even when we were doing some filming for this at, at another time, I called you and said, Honey, I'm, I, 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 I just need to talk. I'm just, you know, I'm burnt out, and I, and I need to talk. And so you met me, and we got away, and, and you just listened, and... And and that was that was so helpful to me uh, to be able to, you know that that time is critically important. And then what you said about not letting the little things break down because little things can add up to big things. And before you know it, you're not talking at all. It's kind of like a flower bed. I mean, we have a flower bed in our front yard. It's supposed to be a flower bed. There's a lot of weeds that grow up into mm-hmm. it, and those weeds choke out the flowers and the beauty the beauty of the garden. And so I think that's where. It's important for us to take that time to communicate. And like with a flower garden, you take the weeds out so the flowers can Yeah, bloom. so those things that hinder it. Mm-hmm. And normally it's me. But there are things that we have to say, okay, let's, yeah. let's deal with these things. What about you guys? What, what helps you to communicate? Yeah, I think um, what y'all said is important, that to take those little pockets of time you have throughout the day. Uh, you know, the stage of life we're in, as Kelly said, we have one in high school or secondary school and, and one in junior high and then one in um, elementary or primary school. And it's just life is so busy. And unless you're really intentional about it, getting those little pockets when you're driving the car or in bed or whatever, um, it, days can pass and you can have done communicated logistics and everything else, but you really haven't connected the two hearts. And um, I think another thing on top of that is being intentional about creating spaces and places where like what you were saying going out to eat or uh what we call date night you know going out to different places and the the attention is just all on each other and the heart not about the kids not about what we got to do or to-do list or all that kind of stuff it's all about each other enjoying each other connecting with each other seeing what's stirring within our hearts and minds asking those questions um and and you know just being there for each other and then Another good thing is, you know, if you do travel some or if you do go to another place, um, it's good. Sometimes you can go somewhere and you can be changed. And whenever you can, I think it's good to have your spouse with you just because they um, they can experience the same thing you've experienced. And there's just that depth of connection that happens there. So if you have good grandparents that can watch your kids every once in a while, <laughs> then... Um, well, yes, you then, guys have a tough life. Huh? <laughs> no, you got, That's a then you can, uh, I think it's yeah, I think it's I think it's vital for... I was going to say with that, um, I guess it's different than that, but also learning how to fight. I think mm-hmm. I can think about how we used to fight and how we've grown in that and the importance of um, addressing issues instead of just sweeping it under the rug or pretending it didn't happen, you know, just getting up the next morning and going on with the day because it just builds resentment and disconnect, I think, as time goes on. So I think we've learned the importance of um, kind of hashing things out and working through it, and it's it's best for our community. I think that's what Tex was talking about, uh, part of what Tex was talking about, the weeds in the garden. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that mm -hmm. those weeds grow up and, and you don't deal with them and you, you have to learn how to deal with those things in a good way. Another thing that you, and I'm go back to this thing of time, you know, I had something happen, you know, uh, uh, years ago, um, yeah, I think y'all remember it was right during Thanksgiving time mm -hmm. that uh, the doctor said I had to be quiet for <laughs> two weeks. I couldn't say one word, and and all of y'all in the family had a great revival because I couldn't say anything. And, but anyway, Tex and I took a week and we went to the Grand Canyon, and and I just had to be quiet, and it was just a great experience for me. I mean, I just mm -hmm. just be still and know that He is God, and and just come into His presence. It was just wonderful. But it was such a great experience. I wanted my brother, who has never really traveled, never gone anywhere, I wanted him to see the Grand Canyon. Hmm. And I thought this would be a great. So I called him and said, look, I'll fly you there to Phoenix. We'll meet. I'll take you out the Grand Canyon. We'll spend a couple of days there, the Grand Canyon. I mean, it's just incredibly beautiful and wonderful. I went there. And you know what? He could have cared less about the Grand Canyon. Hmm. What he enjoyed the most was just having the time with me, mm -hmm. you know, and 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 boy, the Lord just spoke to my heart through that. That you know how critically important that is. That's kind of off our subject here, but I really think it's a, a part of the whole communication process. What what about something real quick? What's what keeps us from doing that? From having that time? From not being able to work through those issues? From uh, allowing those weeds? I think I've already alluded to one thing: busyness. Uh, mm -hmm. But anything else, or you want to go back to that? Or what 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 is a hindrance to our communication? I think when you um, and we've touched on this a little earlier, but I just want to emphasize it. When you see your your wife or your husband the way that God sees them, when you see them as this mysterious, amazing creation that has the image of God on the inside of them, communication will take care of itself. Because when when you lose the mystery, when you lose um, just the realization that this person is an amazing creation of God that he's allowed me to be with for the rest of my life, when you lose that perspective, then that's when everything else starts to crumble around you. And so to, to me, that's the it's there's a perspective thing of God help me to have eyes to see Kelly as you see her, um, because he sees her as this amazing woman that he's created and doing wonderful things in, and so I think. That, that would be at the top of my list. As a gift. I mean, that you're God's gift to me in order that I can become who, part of who I am, too. So we don't look at it as uh, what you're saying. You look at it as in the positive. So if there's something that you would say that we need to do, one thing quickly, just one quick thing that, to enable communication, what would you say? Encourage. Encouragement. Okay. Uh, my main thing would just be just ask God to give us eyes to see our spouse as he sees them. And take okay. time to see their perspective, too. Okay. Not just your own. So, so let's close on that and say that uh, just begin to look at your spouse and with the eyes of God, that, that God has given you this person. We began with talking about creation and the person that, that you are married to, God has given that person to you and you to that person is a gift and appreciating the gift that God has given. It's the gift of his own image and, um, and being an encouragement, being an encouragement to that person. And uh, grow. Remember that you'll never have it perfect. You're always growing in this relationship. Never forget that.
We hope you've been encouraged. If you'd like to hear more, visit sammytippett.org. There you'll hear podcasts, watch daily devotionals, and obtain books by Sammy that will ignite your faith, your love of family, and a passion to reach others.